Today, as we continue our journey through the book of Acts, what we will do is we're going to jump ahead about 10 chapters. And this is not to say um, that what happens in those chapters does not matter. I strongly encourage everyone to go read those chapters of chapter 18 through 26, where we see over and over Paul going to proclaim the good news. And then Paul finds himself being wrongfully accused as he says something that goes against the culture of the day. And so he's wrongfully accused, illegally trialed, thrown into prison, beaten, only to be released and to go and do it all over again. Paul finds himself over and over proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, which flies in the face of the current culture. And therefore, when people feel pushed and challenged, what do they do? They push back. And today we're going to hear kind of the root of how Paul continues to go through this, as we're going to hear about Paul is on a boat. And when he's on this boat, beginning in chapter 27, verse 13, what we hear is that there was a moderate south wind that began to blow. And but the, the people on the boat still thought they could achieve their purpose, so they weighed anchored. They began to sail past Crete and close to the shore. It says, but soon a violent wind called the Northeaster rushed down from Crete. And, and jumping to up to verse 18, it says, while they were being pounded by the storm so violently that on the next day they began to throw their cargo overboard. And on the third day, with their own hands, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest raged, all hope of their being saved was at last abandoned. So here we hear this storm that came about. But what we hear is that it started as just a light wind and moved to being this mighty storm that, that was going for multiple days where they were throwing everything overboard. And then eventually what we hear is that they have given up all hope and all faith. Have you ever found yourself in that place? Something that, that started so small begins to snowball and grow bigger and bigger and bigger until all hope is lost. I'm reminded of when the pandemic began and when we first heard it about this pandemic, we all thought, oh, well, this is something that will be gone in a couple of weeks. And nobody could imagine that the numbers would continue to grow, the death total would continue to grow, until here we are on the, what we hope to be the other side of this pandemic, going on of multiple years. Or maybe it's one of those moments where you don't address something and it continues to grow and take over your life. You don't address a sin. You don't address an unhealthy relationship. You don't address something when it needs to be addressed. Have you ever had a wind that turned into a storm? A pause that turned into a reset? Have you ever found yourself losing hope? Where you, where you find yourself proclaiming, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I'm ready to get to it. As a matter of fact, you know what? Sometimes I don't even know if there is another side to this because I've gotten so entrapped in this storm. And if you've ever found yourself in that place, then you can relate to the crew. And, and, 
in verse 21, when we start back with our story, we hear Paul coming forward. And, and have you ever had that friend that, like, they may have good advice, but it always comes at the worst time? Well, what we hear in verse 21 is since they had not, since they had been without food for a long time, so they're hungry, and, and I'm probably upset, and Paul, it says, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me, and not have set sail for Crete, and thereby avoided the damage and loss. Paul stands up amidst the storm, amidst the fear, amidst the hunger, and says, I told you so. should have taken my advice. And, and if you can relate to where they find themselves, to where the crew finds themselves, the last thing they want to hear is anyone saying, I told you not to do that. You should have listened to me. You would have ended up here if you just listened and done what I told you. That doesn't change the fact of where we are. But Paul goes on. And he says, I urge you now, though, to keep up your courage. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For last night there stood by me an angel of, the, of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor. And indeed God has granted safety to all those who are sailing with you. So keep up your courage, men. For I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we will have to run around aground on some island. So Paul proclaims, I told you so, if you just listen to me. But he doesn't stop there because he says, I, I, I know that if, I, that if we had listened, then we wouldn't have ended up here, but we are here. And what, what do we do when we are here in this storm? When things aren't going as we had planned or as we had desired, what do we do? And he says, I urge you to keep courage. And I love that he says that in verse 22 to keep courage. But in the verse 25 he also says, so keep courage. He, he repeats it twice because I think that amidst the storms that we face in our lives, we need to be reminded to have courage and faith and hope. We need to hear that. Keep courage. Take up courage. Have hope. Have faith. He says, we're going to make it. And I love how he says it, though. He's like, we're going to make it. Nobody's going to lose their life, but we will lose the boat. How and why is Paul convinced that they will make it? How and why is it that Paul can have this faith even amidst this storm? And we hear it. He's convinced that God has a plan for his life. And Paul won't miss it. Paul's, the God's plan for Paul's life is that he will speak with the emperor, but he also knows that the angel told him that the men of the boat will make it, there, will make it too. Paul believes that God has a plan for his life. And I'm here to proclaim that God has a plan for your life as well. Even amidst the storms and temptations that we may face, God has a plan. Even when we know that the ship may be going down, God has a plan. Even amidst the uncertainty of life, God has a plan. A plan of purpose and restoration. A plan of healing and of hope. God has a plan. And He doesn't want us to miss it. 
He wants us to keep the hope and the faith that God is indeed good and God has a desire for God's people to come to Him. Now, even amidst this plan, we may find ourselves in places of disappointment along the way. We may, we may lose our ship, but don't lose hope. But don't lose faith. Put your trust in God. In verse 30, we hear when the, that the sailors tried to escape from the ship. They had lowered the boat into the sea on the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, they cannot be saved. And then the soldiers cut away from the ropes of the boat and set it adrift. They're trying to, to lower the lifeboats to set themselves free. They don't want to be in the storm anymore and they're going to do whatever they have to do to get out. And Paul says, I know that it may seem like the boat's going down right now, but we have to trust and we have to cling to this. Put our trust and our hope and our faith in God. Which points us to the reality that sometimes our, the place of our brokenness of our discomfort, the place that we need to flee or we want to run from because it makes us uncomfortable can be the very place that we receive a blessing. That God can use brokenness to provide a blessing and through blessings, God can bless others. But too often, we can find ourselves like the crew. We create our own plans we, we become so obsessed with reaching a destination. But God is desiring transformation even in the transportation. God is saying, it's going, going through this storm, while it may not be where we desire to be, there is growth there that is happening here. As we go through this storm, we are developing patience and, and confidence in who God is, and that we don't have to rely on our own understanding, because we can rely on the one that does calm the storms. God says, I, I long to transform you even through the transportation, even through the storms, even when things are tough, I am transforming you so that you can be ready and you can be who you are called to be when you get where you are called to go. But we don't like this. We got our own plans. God, your plans are impeding on mine. But notice that Paul is not focused on the storm or on the struggle even. He's focused on Christ. He's focused on the one who cares for us and can calm the storms. So the story goes that the ship goes down, but the crew does get to shore. Which points us to this reality that what we are going through doesn't have to be where we end up. The storm did not win. When you're going through a feeling of the season of isolation, you don't have to end up alone. When you're going through an addiction, you don't have to end up enslaved. When you're going through betrayal, you don't have to end up bitter. When you're going through abuse, you don't have to end up wounded. When you're going through hurt, you don't have to end up hurting someone else. When you're going through uncertainty, you don't have to end up fearful and anxious. What you're going through may not be your destination. I once read a quote that says, You don't drown by falling into the water, but by staying in the water. 
And God is proclaiming to us this day, I'm not through with you. If you will trust me in this storm, though we may lose our ship, we will not drown. I will pull you out of the waters and you can make it to shore if you don't lose hope and if you don't jump ship. Cling to me. Trust in me. And how do we do so? We hear Paul proclaiming that we put our hope and our trust in God. And the God whom, as Paul says in verse 23, I belong to and I worship. I know that sounds really basic and, and, you're, and you may be thinking um, you wanted something more profound or more practical to cling to. But until we can cling to that, then the rest of the practical and, and profound things that I can spew will not matter until we can cling to the fact that God is indeed God. God is indeed good. God is in control. And I belong to God. And God loves me. Period. Even when I don't feel it, even when I don't understand it, even when I'm in the storms, I belong to God. You see, what got Paul to shore wasn't his ability to swim, but his ability to trust in the one who holds his life in the palm of his hand. He believed God, not just in God. He, he believed God when God says, I love you and I have plans for you and I have a purpose for you. I desire what is best for you even when you don't understand. So maybe we just need to hear this proclaimed and believe it over our own lives. Live into this. You belong to God. You belong to God. You are loved by God. God has a purpose and a calling placed on your life. So don't lose hope. Keep the faith. If you've ever attended any of my churches, our, our closing benediction is rooted in um, what I've heard was John Wesley's last words when he was asked, what is it that you would like for the world to know as your last words? The founder of the Methodist movement proclaimed, the one thing that he wanted the world to remember is that the best of all is God is with us. So you may find yourself in a storm, your, your ship may be taking on water. You may feel like you're never going to make it out alive. But you belong to God. And God loves you. And the best of all is that God is with us. Even amidst our storms. Amen and amen.